0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis,
1: and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast this is the fourth Culture podcast i'm your host week diamond with my man jason spears before we get into the week 14 preview if you haven't already done so please subscribe to us on youtube spotify apple radio.com i Radio, google play all your favorite podcasting platforms hit the like button leave a comment and turn on the notification bell so you get a notification every time we drop a podcast guys if i don't sound like i'm my normal self if i'm not a hundred percent with the energy on this podcast it's because i have tested positive for COVID, definitely not the worst I've ever had, but unfortunately won't be able to travel with the team and play this weekend against the Raiders, but I'm hanging in there just doing all the stuff we're supposed to do when we have it, which is really nothing but just stay inside, quarantine, and rest. So going about the protocol, but other than that, I do feel good. I'm feeling better, which is great, and a cult Dub would be the ultimate medication to fully recover from... Coronavirus. So big game this weekend in Vegas. The Colts first ever franchise trip to Las Vegas. First season for the Raiders in Vegas. First trip for the Colts out to play them in their brand new stadium. So big game for the Colts coming in at eight and four. The Raiders coming in at seven and five. So this game kind of counts twice when you look at the standings. This will be a double win or a double loss, depending on. The outcome because we are a game ahead of them. So you win this game, you go two games up over the Raiders plus the tiebreaker. So that pretty much puts them out of the picture in terms of beating us out for a wild card spot. And then if they beat us, then all of a sudden we have the same record. We'll both be eight and five. And they will have the head-to-head tiebreaker over us, just like the Ravens and just like the Browns, who have pretty much ran away with that first wild card spot at nine and three, or at least a wild card spot at nine and three. So you can't downplay the importance of this game. I know it feels like every week we call it a must-win game, but when everything is this tight in the AFC. And when you look at the standings, and everybody's right there, stacked on top of each other, even with an extra wild card spot added this year, with that seventh spot in the playoffs, that third wild card spot, it's still tight. It's as tight as it could possibly be, with a number of teams fighting to get in to the postseason, and it makes every game that much bigger, including this game in Week 14 as the Colts head out to Las Vegas to play the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Yeah, first and foremost, man. Uh, I think I speak for all of our fans out there that are going to listen to this, and uh, that we 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 all wish you the best, brother. We we want you oh, to get well tuned you. I know, I know it's not too bad right now. I Just hope it just stays the way it is. Luke's just a little tired, but he's hanging in there, guys. He's I mean, he's really he's really taking one for the team here, doing this. And uh, you know, we're gonna hammer these podcasts out and and knock them out the park like we usually do. But as far as the game goes, man, you said it best. It's a huge game. I mean. Really, I mean, we keep saying this every every week. This is the most important. Well, every week it is the most important game because it's yep. the next one. But this one, especially, because of where they are. If we beat them, we can bury them. Basically, we'll be up two games, two and a half games, with three to go. They're not catching us. If we lose this game, that's I mean, we're we're in we're in some trouble because then we've lost all three tiebreakers to three perspective wildcard teams that we're chasing and we will be out of the division race. So this is, this is big time. We have to win this game. We can really put some, some space between us and and the Raiders and, and, you know, and it comes down really to really the Ravens Cleveland and Miami and Miami has a very tough schedule down the stretch. So big game for the Colts. They have got to come out, play their best game. Definitely going to have to play better, than they did last week I expect the Raiders to play much better than they have the the past few weeks they've been awful so I expect to get their best shot definitely definitely expect a much closer game as far as um the Raiders go I mean they got blown out by the Falcons and then they you know the I mean whatever that Jets game was (laughs) I expect them to play much better in this in this game so Colts got to bring it they got to bring it this is a big time game and I, I think they will
1: Yep, and let's start off with the Las Vegas Raiders offense. They come in 11th in the league in points per game, averaging 26.9 points per game. They've turned the ball over 17 times and allowed 21 sacks. Now, this is an offense that is a rhythmic offense, and you have Derek Carr, who's a rhythmic quarterback. He killed us last year because I think we let him complete what felt like, to be honest, his first 50 passes of the game. It just seemed like everything coming out of his hands, complete, complete, complete. He killed us. He torched us. That game was in Indianapolis. So this is kind of a revenge game for Floos and this defense, who played so much better last week, getting DeForest Buckner back into the mix. And Derek Carr, who carved us up, Last year, 3,027 yards, 68.1% completion percentage, the exact same completion percentage as Phillip Rivers. They're both at 68.1, 22 touchdowns to five picks. So a really nice year right now that Derek Carr is putting together for himself. Second year in the John Gruden offense, so he's starting to feel himself a little bit. He's starting to get on the same page with Gruden, and they have himself right now kind of positioned on the outside looking in at a playoff spot in year two of this offense
0: yeah for the most part, their offense has been pretty consistent all year. I mean, they've had some some bad games here and there, but you know they're they're dropping twenty seven a game. so Carr's been really, really good this year, really solid um they've got and they've got some players i mean uh, Josh Jacobs is the guy that killed us last year. At running back, he's questionable. I do expect all their questionable guys to play. This is this is the huge game for them as well. This is, I mean, this is their season in my opinion. So, uh, you know, that's the guy we got to really slow down. He's got 782 yards, only 3.8 yards per carry, but nine touchdowns, 27 receptions, 175 yards uh, receiving. He does have two fumbles on the year. Really, the big time star in their offense outside of Derek Carr is their tight end Darren Waller. 77 receptions, 742 yards, 9.6 yards per reception, seven touchdowns. So not only is he big in getting first downs and and making clutch plays for them, he's also gotten the end zone seven times. So that's the guy. To me, that's the guy we have to slow down. We will be getting Okereke back this week, I think, and that's going to help us immensely because now you've got Leonard – okariki on waller as opposed to walker and that's a big big difference then you know you look at their wide receivers they've got some good ones but the one i'm going to highlight here is the guy that you might be shocked to hear especially if you've ever followed any eagles football and that's wide receiver nelson aguilar who's basically revitalized his career in vegas he's got 33 receptions 535 yards 16.2 yards per reception and he's gotten the end zone six times. So he, he he's gotten in the end zone, made plays. I think he's made more plays this year for Las Vegas than he than he ever did in Philly. I know Philly fans are probably sick that he's playing this well. But he's played extremely well for them. And then they've got other guys as well. If for some reason Josh Jacobs can't play, Devontae Booker is a very capable backup. That will, I'm sure, see some reps even if Jacobs does play. Then you've got wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, who we all know is explosive from Alabama basically saved their season last week with that cover zero uh I don't even call it a Hail Mary because there was no Hail Mary yeah. on that that was that was that was one on one coverage yeah. straight not you know straight nine route right down the field and it was just all speed <laughs> he beat them for the touchdown uh he he's I mean he's elite as far as speed goes so that's a guy we got to watch tight end Jason Witten he, they don't really use him too often but he's still a part of their offense and then you got a, a nice slot guy and uh, wide receiver Hunter Renfro. So they do have some options at wide receiver, and their offensive line's been really good, too. You know, they've been outstanding this year, and they've got some really good players along that line. So, And and our old buddy Denzel Good is there, and he's played fairly well for them. So they've they've got a really good offense. It's going to be a challenge for our defense. It's going to be a challenge because I think they've got more weapons on offense this year than they did last year, and we all remember what they did to our defense last year. They carved it up. So definitely a – Formidable opponent when you talk about the, Ra- the the Las Vegas Raiders offense. They've got a really good quarterback. They've got a solid running back, a really, really, I mean, an all-pro tight end and, uh, you know, a trio of receivers that can make plays. So going to be a good test for our defense. They need to play a really, really good game. Got to give us 60 minutes. Can't be 30. So let's, uh, let's hope we get 60 this week.
1: Yep, and let's take a look at our keys of the game for the Colts defense. Key number one, get off the field on third down. They carved us up last year. Carr was pretty much completing anything he wanted, and we just could not get off the field. So key number one, get off the field on third down.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Uh, Last year, like you said, man, we we were were in off coverage most of the game, so that played right into Carr's hands. So he got the ball out of his hands very quickly and we just did not do a good job in you know getting off the field we didn't tackle well uh we didn't we really didn't do anything well in that game that was one of our worst defensive games i thought as far as just being efficient on defense we were just bad in that game and a lot of that was coverage and the way we chose to attack Carr, which was to not attack him at all. So uh, that's definitely key, definitely pressuring the receivers at the line of scrimmage, getting off the field on third down, forcing some punts in this game, and uh, just just playing a, definitely a 180 from last year's game. It has to be a complete 180. Last year was was not good.
1: Key number two, pressure Derek Carr. We used to do it all the time to his brother. Freeney's not playing this weekend But get after Derek, pressure Derek Carr.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We didn't do this last year at all. Part of that, I think, was a lot of the coverage dynamics that we used and the scheme and whatnot. I know Flues has completely changed uh, coverages this year. Uh, in the off-season, he redid a lot of different things, so they're not going to see the same coverages. We're definitely not—I don't think—being off covers. I think we're going to press them at the line of scrimmage, which, which I think you absolutely have to do in a rhythmic-based offense against a rhythmic-based offense. So I think those things will allow for guys like DeForest Buckner and Denico Autry and Grover and all those guys to push the pocket. So I would expect more pressure on David Carr. Excuse me. I would expect more pressure on Derek Carr this week. I don't necessarily think it's going to be sacks, but I do think they're going to pressure him much more than they did last year. I think it's going to be a completely different game as far as our defense and what you see from them. So pressure Derek Carr definitely must improve on that, must do it to really affect the game, and I think the Colts will in this one.
1: And key number three, limit big plays. This is a Colts defense that for the majority of the year we did not give up big plays the last three weeks, even last week. And a lot of that just has to do with the athleticism of Deshaun Watson. But the last three weeks, we were giving up big plays. Can't happen. No big plays.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the last month this has not been great as far as, as limiting big plays. And that's what our defense is supposed to do. That's, that's one of the uh, the pillars that it's built on is not allowing chunk plays. And I know Fluse is definitely preaching to the team, you know, fundamentals, techniques, all that stuff to limit – the big plays i know he's probably in their ear and really getting on them for that you know trying to make sure that they've got all their bases covered because i think a lot of that a lot of that is just is being focused on your fundamentals and keys and all that stuff and and I, I, we preach this i've said this a million times on the show but that's what a lot of this stuff comes down to a coach can only do so much once you get the players on the field they have to execute the defense and follow their fundamentals and what they've been taught and so for this for this game we, we i mean it, it flush all those other games because they don't matter this is the one that matters limit big plays in this game they do that i think they got a good shot to win
1: let's flip over now to the raiders defense they come in 28th in the league in points per game points allowed per game at 28.9 so just over four touchdowns per game they force 15 turnovers they've allowed 15 sacks and they're led by defensive end max crosby with 30 tackles nine tackles for loss six sacks and 10 quarterback hits
0: yeah, he's played really, really well for them, uh, this year. He's really came out and had an outstanding season. He's that one guy we really gotta watch and uh hopefully Costanzo's back this week. But if not, I mean Chaz Green's gonna have to he's gonna have to do a good job. They've got two really good defensive ends. Max Crosby, you just spoke of. Cleveland Farrell's another guy, twenty six tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, ten quarterback hits, and two force fumbles. So those two defensive ends are really the the, the hall of this defense they're the guys that get to the quarterback between them they've hit the quarterback 20 times so our offensive tackles have to do a good job Braden's been playing outstanding football so I'm sure he'll take care of his assignment but you know it's always a concern I know Costanzo's been limited hopefully he will come back this week but if not you know Chaz and whoever they've got to hold it down against these two defensive ends Uh, and as far as you know just other players there's not a lot on this defense Uh, I'll be quite honest with you, this is not a very good defense. It's one of the worst defenses the Colts have played all year. They should be able to score on them. But other players that I I took note of, uh, linebacker Nick Morrow, 59 tackles, five tackles for loss, two sacks, five quarterback hits, one interception, one forced fumble. Strong safety Jonathan Abram, who I really like coming out of Mississippi State. He's battled injuries. He's, he's questionable for this game. I expect him to play. I expect every, like I said earlier in the show, I expect all the questionable guys to play 63 tackles, two tackles for loss, four, four quarterback hits, two picks. Then some other notables on their defense, uh, Trayvon Mullen from Clemson corner. He's played pretty well for them. LaMarcus Joyner, their nickel corner has been pretty good for them. And then an old friend, Jonathan Hankins has played pretty solid for them. And has has really uh, done a decent job in the middle. So they've got, They've got some, you know, all right talent, some good young players. But, I mean, as a whole, Luke, I'll be honest, this is one of the worst defenses we're going to see all year. Uh, if we do a good job on Crosby, and we can contain Crosby. We should have a nice game against this defense. We should be able to run. We should be able to throw. We should be able to do whatever we want. Now, should, and saying this on paper and talking about stuff on paper is totally different than executing it in the game. Now, with that said, the way Jonathan Taylor's been running the ball – I would hope he would get at least 20 carries in this game against this defense because I think if he gets 20 carries, he's running for over 100 yards, and we got a really, really good chance to win.
1: Now taking a look at the keys to the game for the Colts offense, key number one, as you just alluded to, get Taylor going early, get him going early, and get him going often. He should have about 20 carries in this game, and if he does, I think he should shoot way over 100 yards the way he's been running the football, maybe 120-plus in this game.
0: Yeah, I think this is a game where our offensive line can really dominate their defensive line. This is a game where Taylor definitely could eat. I mean, he could break off a long run. I could see him busting off a 70-yard run in this game because their defensive line outside of their defensive ends is very very soft. Their linebackers aren't great. Um, I think getting him going early, if they're able to do that efficiently and successfully, I think that their their offense will be – I mean, unstoppable, because if you get – I mean, we we all have to remember, people criticize Rivers, and there's been a lot of – I've seen a lot of Rivers as a game manager, Rivers is this and Rivers is that. Rivers hasn't had a running game, an efficient – he's had a running game, technically, but not an efficient one most of the year. When he has had an efficient running game, our offense is different. It's almost unstoppable because you can't double anybody, and you've got to have that extra guy up there to stop the run. So when we can run the ball efficiently, especially against a defense like this, um, they're going to have to compensate one way or the other, and with the quarterback that we have, who I think is playing, he's playing damn good football. I'm not ready to say Pro Bowl level, but he's playing damn good football. Um, I, I think we've got a really good shot in this game. So, the, for the for the biggest key, you know, to start this game is really to get that running game going, put the hammer down on them, and really wear them out physically. I think this is a team we can wear down with our offensive line, and I think you'll see that. You know, Maybe not early, but the later the game goes, if he's patient with the running game, I think you could see us wear them down late in the game and break off a long run just because that's what, that's what Reich's offenses did the first two years. We haven't seen it too much this year, but I think this is a game we could definitely see it in. I just hope he's patient enough to stick with Jonathan Taylor. He doesn't take a quarter off or a half off. He sticks with that run because this is a team you can run the ball against.
1: Key number two, stay ahead of the chains. Don't get into any second and long, third and long situations. Pick up yards and stay ahead of the chains.
0: Yeah, like what I mean by this is you don't want to get stupid holding penalties or any penalties for that matter. That puts you behind the eight ball, second and 20. You know, that 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 kind of crap leads to like third and 23. You know, bad play. It's a combination of penalties, bad play calling. This is a team with a defense that you don't want to give any extra anything extra to because their defense is not very good. So you want to stay ahead of the chains. So, you know, you're not, you're not putting your offense in a bad position. That's really the only way I see us struggling on offense in this game is if we're getting penalties and, you know, we're in second and long, third and long, that type of stuff, because it's a lot easier to play defense in second and long and third and long than it is in, you know, second and four, third and four. Uh, so just stay ahead of the chains. Don't, you know, don't do things that, that are going to, you know, slow down. No self-inflicted wounds, which leads us to our third topic, by the way, our third key of the game.
1: And our third key to the game, don't beat yourself. Penalties, turnovers, drops, etc. Emphasis on the turnovers. We are 5-0 and o when we don't turn over the football. We are 3-4 and four when we have at least one turnover. So just no shooting yourself in the foot, as Chuck would say. No penalties, no turnovers, no drops, none of the above, and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, great stat, Luke. That's the one. It's That's the one. We win and we don't turn the ball over. So the key to this, I mean, honestly, every week we talk about this, and you could put this in every week and, and it, it would be valid, but it really is valid. I mean, when we don't turn the ball over, we're 5-0. and oh. um, So, you know, don't beat yourself. Don't put – you know, the penalties can lead to turnovers because you get yourself in a second and third and long and you're trying to – for you know, we all know Phil, his issue is he'll try to force something that's not there – we'll turn the ball over. So I think a lot of the, a lot of times these things, you know, kind of go hand in hand. You get a penalty, then you try to force something that turns into a, you know, it turns into an interception or whatever and and you know, you end up giving a team that, you know, has no life life and we don't want to do that. So, you know, I think it starts with not getting penalties, which has been an issue for us the last few weeks, and then I think, you know, obviously the turnovers, but I think the efficiency of our offense will also play a role in that if we're able to score, we're able to run, you know, and and pass and do what we want to do against this defense. I, I think the chance for turnovers goes down. But if we have a, you know, if we're unable to run the ball and we're inefficient, we're getting penalties that that all plays into, you know, turnovers. And we all, you know, we're eight and one. A good stat also is we're eight and one when whenever. Rivers throws for more touchdowns than interceptions. So that's another thing. You know, you just – if you're, if there is an interception, we're hoping he throws three touchdowns because we we tend to win when the ratio is skewed our way. So you don't want any turnovers, obviously, and that's the key really. But penalties have killed us too, down a stretch to Green Bay, you know, the stop the clock. We really need – finishing games is something we really need to work on. So hopefully we'll get another chance to really, you know, knock this team out of the playoffs and finish them off this week on a last second drive and, and this week we won't get any penalties to give them time on the clock because that's been an issue with this team. I mean really a major issue with penalties down the stretch of games and it just can't happen. So that would be the third the third key to this this offense and this game is don't beat yourself. You just cannot do it. This is a big game. We have to have this game in my opinion. And the quickest way to, you know, give away a game against an, an inferior opponent, and I do think the Colts are a much better team than the Raiders, is to shoot yourself in the foot and do things, you know, self-inflicted wounds. So the Colts really need to come out, play their best game of the year, don't turn the ball over, play smart, and play Colts football. If they do that, they should take care of business.
1: Yeah, because when the Colts turn over the ball, it's like when Jason Spears picks the Colts to win. <laughs> So, you know what time it is, Jason. It's time for our For the Culture predictions. And I will let you go first.
0: Luke, what's the spread on this game? Do you know?
1: Nah, but I can look it up real quick.
0: Uh, Well, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Because I was just going to say, well, it doesn't matter because I'm taking the Raiders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me look it up because now I am curious.
0: I thought it was 3.5. Couple days ago, but you know, it's laying this two and rate. a half,
1: two and a half on okay. my ESPN app. Let me see my DraftKings app. Usually a little bit different and a little bit more accurate. Colts laying three, so three on DraftKings. That's the number we'll go with. A field goal on the road in Vegas.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely. I, that I mean, you know, definitely taking the Raiders definitely taking the Raiders for no for absolutely no other reason than if I pick the Colts they will lose so that's my pick for this game
1: yeah I like the Colts to cover this number I like the Colts obviously to win outright if you're covering three you're gonna win outright so I like the Colts to win this game especially when I look at Vegas the last two weeks I think that you are seeing a team that might not have been as good as they were playing earlier in the year. Now, I am concerned about the matchup, the Gruden offense versus the Floose defense, Derek Carr and how good he looked against our zone last year and so on and so forth. But I also think that now that we've seen them once and now you have Buckner, it's a new look defense. The defense is clearly better than it was last year. So... I think that this is a revenge game for our defense. We also don't have Eric Ebron dropping three passes on the other side of the ball (laughs) in the first half of this game.
0: (laughs) Shots fired. I love it. I love it. We're not
1: going to see that. And we did uh, as great as Pittsburgh has been this year. 11-1. and Are they the best 11-1 and team? No, of course not. And they lost their first game to Washington this week. I saw him drop at least three passes in that game. And I was like, wow, it must be Raider week for the Colts. And it is Raider week for the Colts (laughs) as Ebron's dropping all these passes for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think our offense is obviously much more capable of winning a shootout-style game. So if we do give up points, we'll be able to get them right back and score points ourselves. And then you just look at this Raider team. Two weeks ago, what was it, 42-3 they lost, or 42-6 they lost yeah. to the Falcons. The Falcons are not a good football team, not a playoff football team. They already fired their coach. They have an intermed coach. And then last week, the Jets are trying to lose, and you need them to go cover zero with a four-five-eight corner, undrafted corner, against your 4-3-8 Henry Ruggs rookie wide receiver i mean that's a huge mismatch and you have cover zero you have no safety up over the top you have the one on one and then boom you score the touchdown over the top they fired greg williams the next day but it's clearly a part of the plan for the jets but why are you even in a game like that this game means so much to you they rather lose so i just think vegas is heading in a different direction than us not to say we've been playing our best football the last few weeks But we're just three weeks removed from beating the Green Bay Packers in overtime. Last week against Deshaun Watson, our performance was much better than barely coming from behind and beating the New York Jets as we saw in the Raiders' win. So I'm confident the Colts win this game. And then you look at the matchup Jonathan Taylor has against this defense. They're 28th in the NFL in points per game. So I think the Colts are going to be able to put up points. I think we easily score over 30 in this game on the road against Vegas. And we improved to 9-4, and four. Nine and 9-4 puts you in a really nice spot. And the wish list, Jason, when you look at the standings, number one, first and foremost, a Colts win. Right now we're still in the playoff picture. We're the seventh seed. You control your own destiny. We went out. We go 12-4 and four, automatically in the playoffs. That's probably not going to happen, so you probably do see a loss in there. I say it's most likely on the road against Pittsburgh since we're one in whatever lifetime at Pittsburgh. We won in 2008, and we won in – 1968 so in the indianapolis era we've only won in pittsburgh one time i'm not counting on going to pittsburgh in week 16 and winning that game so assuming the colts lose at least one game and god forbid you look down you know god forbid that it comes down to a raven tiebreaker or something like that which we lose head to head You really want to control your own destiny, and this would be a huge game in terms of controlling our own destiny down the stretch. So the Colts' wish list, number one, of course you win this game. It's a double on the wish list because you win and the Raiders lose. Number two on the wish list, Tennessee losing to Jacksonville. That's not going to happen, but the first game between those two teams was very close. I think it was a three-point game, so... That is number two on my wish list. I don't expect it to come true, but it's number two. Then number three would be Cleveland beating the Ravens. At this point, Cleveland is 9-3. and three. They have a game on us, plus they have the tiebreaker. I am giving them a wild card spot. At 9-3, and three, you're not going to miss the playoffs, plus we would have to finish a game ahead of them, so that's not going to happen. Give the Browns a wild card spot and let them beat the ravens this weekend. The Ravens already have 5 losses. If we could get them to 6, you put them in a situation where they have to run the table and go 3 and 0 the last 3 weeks to have a puncher's chance. 9 and 7 is not going to get you a wild card spot. You have to be at bare minimum 10 and 6. So, I'm rooting for the Browns against the Ravens and then my fourth wish the Chiefs to beat the Dolphins, which should happen. I just don't see Tua and that Miami offense having the firepower to go head-to-head mano with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and that Andy Reid high-power offense. So that's my wish list. Give me Colts, Jaguars, Browns, and Chiefs. And I'll have a very merry early Christmas here in the second week of December.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, that that's, Beautiful. That I, That's all I could ask for. I mean, honestly, if the Colts can get this win, that puts us – I mean, that's the number one thing. If That puts us in an incredible position. I think we're – I mean, I, as long as we do our – take care of business, even if we lose to Pittsburgh, we'll be in the playoffs. I, however, want a rematch with Tennessee. So, I'm thinking ahead, like, how can we get that Tennessee matchup? Because we owe them boys. But as far as this game goes specifically, my last thought on it, I really want to see right call – a 60-minute game. I want to see a good game called by Frank Reich this week. I don't want a quarter off. I don't want a half off. I want to see him call a very good game. Now, obviously, not every call that he's going to have in this game offensively is going to be the right call or a great call, but I'm just talking generally. He's had games where he's taken, you know, halves off, quarters off, whatever. I want to see him be consistent with his game plan throughout. That's something I'm looking at this week. Gruden's an interesting matchup. I do think you're going to see Floos – the defense is just going to be different. It's not going to be the same. We're not going to be in off coverage. We're going to be pressing. We've got two really physical corners and Rhodes and Rock and Kerry, if he's in there, whichever one is in there at the time. They're going to press, and that's going to make it more difficult for Carr because there's not going to be any free releases on the outside. Really the key to the game for me is slowing down Waller. He's so important to their offense. He's got 77 catches. He, he's the guy that they really lean on. Lean on. So our, our linebackers are going to have to play well in coverage this week. But as far as you know, comparing this game to last year, I think you're going to see a totally different Colts defense. The personnel is different. The the secondary as far as the coverages, Flues went back and redid all that stuff in the offseason. So I think you're going to see a, a, a lot of different coverages. Carr's not going to see the same coverages that he saw last year, and he's going to see even less of, of the off you know, cushion coverage. So uh, I expect the Colts defense to be completely different in this game. I'm not saying they're not going to give up points because this, this Raiders, this Raiders offense is legit. I mean, they're 11th in the league. Their, it's their, their offense is very similar to ours. They might even have more playmakers, but the bottom line is we have a better defense and that should decide the game. And just a caveat to that. I wouldn't be surprised if Naheem Hines breaks one this week. He's bro- he broke two last week. I think he's really close to having a huge game. Watch the special teams. Keep an eye on that. We really, really have had an advantage against teams when it's come to special teams. Other than I think the Detroit game and you know a couple other games where maybe we've gotten some penalties, we've, we've been really, really good in the special teams department. So that's a that's a low key factor that people probably won't speak of, but I think we've got a, a, an advantage there. So I expect the Col- the Colts coaching to be good, much better in this game than it was last year. Also, we don't have our tight end. Hopefully, we won't be dropping three passes, you know, at the most important time of the game. So a lot of things are different. So I would, you know, people that are comparing this game to last year's game, I would slow your roll on that a little bit. This is a totally different Colts team with an actually, you know, with an actual quarterback that can play, and a much better, de- uh, just in a totally different defense. And we actually have a kicker this year. So totally different team I think the Raiders are improved as well oh not, and Jason also
1: them. Darius Leonard didn't play last year against the Raiders that's true that's so you true. get that's, that's Buckner break. you get Leonard you get Blackman you have a real kicker you have a real quarterback there's a lot of differences from last year to this year and then you don't have in terms and of you're about all these ads you also have the addition by subtraction losing Eric Ebron who had his worst game of the year against the Raiders, even though I think he caught a garbage touchdown late in the game that made him look like he had a decent game to pad the stats, but right. he was awful.
0: Right? Yeah, and another guy you didn't mention there was Xavier Rhodes. I think he's going to be a big part of yep. what we do, too. He's played outstanding this year. I think he's a perfect corner to match up in this game because he's so physical, and I think he can really you know, ha- have a, have an effect on these receivers at the line of scrimmage because they've got a lot of speed out there, especially with rugs, and I think you got to get your hands on these guys and reroute them early uh, and I think Rhodes and Rock are both really good at that. So definitely going to be a different game. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I, I cannot wait for Sunday. I hope you feel better soon, brother. I know it's uh, it sucks.
1: But hopefully the Colts can get you a win and, and you'll, feel, you'll feel a hell of a lot better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've definitely had worse, but it's never fun being sick. So I will be watching from my couch. Unfortunately, can't travel with the team, can't play against the Raiders on Sunday. <laughs> but hopefully the Colts go out there get the dub and then improve to nine and four which is a really nice record nine and four is a really nice record your percentage of making the playoffs has to jump into i would say probably the mid to high 70s most years you'd be probably in the 80s 90s but because there's so much competition to make the playoffs in the afc it'd be a little bit lower this year but Get this one, and you are in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, which is a goal, and that's what we want. We want to make the playoffs, get into the tournament, and then you can make some noise once you get there because you have a defense that travels. You have a veteran quarterback who has – he's never won the big one, but at least he's been in the playoffs before. He's got playoff experience under his belt, and then we have the offensive line, and we have the run game that's starting to come around. The run game hasn't been consistent all year for the Colts. It's coming around at the right time. And you have Jonathan Taylor now really starting to emerge into a complete NFL running back at the right time. So the stars are aligning for the Colts, but you got to get this one. Another, it's the weekly must-win game for the Colts. And I feel like if you go back even to week two, because the week one loss was such a game that you have to win. Like when you have a team – like the like if, let's just take another division for example like if you take the buffalo bills and they lose to the jets week one it throws off your entire season if you have another competitive very close to your caliber team in your division so we have the titans who are there with us neck and neck we split with them we have very similar records to them and everything where we have the same record as them but that jaguar loss is a dark cloud it's a rain cloud hanging over our heads and they luckily for them fortunately they don't have that hopefully they get it this weekend most likely not going to be the case but that one right out the gate losing that game to the Jaguars week two I thought that the Vikings game was kind of a must-win game so I've kind of felt like almost every game this year minus one or two games has felt like a must-win game including this game this may be being the biggest of all because of what it means for the wild card and what it means for tiebreakers so let's get to that nine and four mark and then move on to week 15 where we see deshaun watson and the texans again that's my man jason spears i'm your host luke diamond guys enjoy the game on sunday it's a big one let's get a w we'll be back on sunday night to wrap it up right here on the for the culture podcast